0: time hallelujah amen we bring special greetings on tonight amen special greetings on tonight amen ELR Prophetic Ship Podcast Network Where we're spreading the gospel throughout the nation on tonight Amen I'ma tell you, if you're looking for fire, amen You come to the right place You come to the right place on tonight Amen And I want everybody, amen That are listening out there on the multiple stream platforms on tonight Amen To listen, amen To this powerhouse, amen A force to be reckoned with on tonight Amen. None other. Amen. Hallelujah. Be honorable. Amen. One. On tonight. Amen. So we're just waiting. Amen. For the man of God. Amen. To come through. Amen. And he's going to come through. Amen. With fire. Amen. And we thank everybody for tuning in live. Tuning in live on today on EMR. Prophetic Ship. Amen. We get ready to bring forth the man of God on tonight. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Everyone that's listening out live, amen. I'm going to put the number on the screen. So for those who want to call in and hear this powerhouse on tonight, amen. I dare you, triple dare you, amen, to call on on tonight, amen, because I guarantee you God's going to do something, amen, when you come through, amen, through, amen, the prophetic shift on tonight that's taking place on tonight. Amen. So I'm going to introduce to some and introduce to others, amen, on tonight, amen, none other, amen, than the general himself, amen, the honor of my brother in the gospel, amen, the powerhouse, the force that's reckoned with on tonight, amen, none other, amen, than our honorable, amen, apostle Dr. Peterson Jr. on tonight, amen, so he's going to release that word on tonight, amen, we're excited about what God is getting ready to do. Amen. So
1: we're gonna turn it over to the man of God. Amen. So we release Amen. This power on tonight. Amen. God bless you. Hallelujah. Go going to put your hands together for Him. Go ahead and give God some praise, honor, and glory. Hallelujah. He is worthy to be praised. Go ahead and praise oh, Him. Oh, my my praise God. God, for all that you do in your life. Ah, oh, you God. God. I thank and go ahead
0: and just, just lift up your hands. Bra- just go ahead and just the 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 My God, my God, the so nobody the My God, we know he is
1: worthy. <inaudible> <inaudible> Hallelujah. Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. I thank God, amen, for another opportunity to uh, proclaim his word. Thank God for the whole song tonight. Amen. Apostle uh, Erica Robinson. Amen. We praise God. Amen. For everyone that is attending, we praise God for this uh, dynamic ministry, this ministry um, being, amen, that's uh, going all over the world. We thank God for it. Amen. Because this is what it's about. It's about proclaiming God's word, reaching people, saving the lost healing the sick and also delivering those that need to be delivered through by using the word of God. So Amen. So we pray God already son and, and as always. I'm not going to be before you Lord. We're going to go ahead and get this, you know, go ahead and hit this thing and we're going to quit it. Amen. And we're going to let God do what he does. So um, <clears throat> we're dealing with our sermon series, which is um titled Lord teach me how to pray because I don't know how to pray. All right. Lord teach me how to pray because I don't know how to pray. And I want you to um, turn with me to Matthew chapter 6 verses 9 through 13 Matthew chapter 6 verses 9 through 13 and um, uh, last week I read from the King James version but this week I'm going to read from the new international version every now and again I like to change up and I like to uh, you know see what different versions of the Bible actually says because there's information that is there um, I want to reach everyone on the level that they're on some like the King james version some people like the new international version and and some like different uh, you know various versions all I want to do is my, my job as a man of God and and God's servant is to meet you where you are amen. <clears throat> so tonight we're coming for the new international version if you have, if you want to read for the King James version that's fine but um, however whatever version is fine it's up to you with whatever whatever uh, helps you. Okay, so Matthew chapter six verses nine through thirteen, and from the New International Version, um, it reads this. It reads this way. But when you come, but when you pray, go into your room, close the door, and pray to your Father who is unseen. Then your Father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. And when you pray, do not keep on babbling like pagans. For they think that they will be heard because of their many words. Do not let, do not be like them. For your father knows what you need before you ask them. Verse nine. This then is how you should pray: Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us of our debt, as we also have forgiven our debtors. And lead us not to temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. For if you forgive men when they sin against you, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive men their sins, your Father will not forgive your sins. Thus I have, um, uh, thus I have read uh, Matthew chapter, chapter 6, verses 9 through 13 using the new international version let us pray Heavenly Father we just thank you Lord for all you've done we thank you for your mercy your grace and your peace we thank you Lord for your love we thank you for loving us oh God when Lord we didn't even love ourselves oh Father we thank you God for showing us mercy and grace Lord when mercy and grace Lord was not available for us oh God we thank you, Father God, for your son, Jesus. Jesus, we thank you, Jesus, for coming to just giving yourself just for the sins of the world, according to John 3.16. We thank you for being not only a perfect example, but we also thank you for being the ultimate sacrifice for the sins of men. And then we thank you, oh Jesus, that after Jesus, you came and you did your work. Then you turn around and you told us about one named the Holy Spirit, who is a teacher, guide lead, who will lead guide directors into all paths. It was also a comforter, also known the a paraclete, meaning walk along one side in Greek. Oh, God, we just thank you, Lord, and we praise you. Now, Holy Spirit, we thank you, Holy Spirit, for just for being our comforter. We thank you for leading guiding, directing us. We thank you for teaching us. We thank you for uh, rebuking us when we need rebuking. We thank you just for uh, advising us and giving us advice, when, you know, where we need it at. Now, Holy Spirit, on oh, tonight, we ask you, God, just, Holy Spirit, just to come in and to your people speak to me, Lord, as I speak to your people and allow your word, oh God, to flourish. Allow your word, Lord, to touch the hearts, the hearts uh, of the people and the mind of the mind the breast to breast. So Lord, so that the people, oh God, might Lord receive a word from you, Lord, a word that might transform the situation, a word, Father God, that will make them complete, Lord, where they're where they're broken, oh God. A place, oh Father, that will bring them healing, oh God, where healing is being needed, God. A game with the sermon topic. Lord, teach me how to pray because I don't know how to pray. Lord, teach me how to pray because I don't know how to pray. You know, I once heard a story of a strange event that happened in the small town of Kentucky some years ago. It seemed that there were two churches in the town, and one which is very interesting, one and and, and you know, and one. Atheist, one man that was an atheist owner distillery in that particular um, town. The churches were always doing battle with the atheist owner of the distillery. They both day by day, every day, they were always going and bickering and fighting back and forth the church against the distillery, the distillery against the church. And so, and honestly, and so the churches, two churches got together that, of course, didn't really even care for each other. They both got together and they went down to town hall and they were seeking to shut the distillery down. Well, what ended up happening is that over time, and it was a very lengthy amount of time, what ended up happening was they could not ever, ever get the the um the they could never get the state or they couldn't get the town hauling was to shut down distillery. So finally the two churches got together, came up with a bright idea, and they said, Look, you know what, we just have a prayer meeting. <laughs> we'll get together, we'll pray. Mm-hmm. And they were very lengthy, and in their lengthy and favorite meetings, they both, they all got together fasting and to prayer, and they began to pour their hearts to God. And they asked God to do a supernatural work and put an end to the evil pouring forth from the distillery. They didn't want the stillery to exist. They didn't want it. They, they didn't like the atheists. The atheists didn't like them. The two churches didn't like each other. But they both got together, and they began to say, you know what? We need the distillery closed. So they began to pray in faith. They began to fast in faith. They began to, you know, put up uh, um, sacrifices. So just so that get distillery closed. One day, to everyone's surprise, there was a storm blew up and lightning struck the distillery. It burned the distillery to the ground. All this happened at the same time that the church were praying. When the church found out what happened, instead of actually going to go help the uh, the, the atheists put out the distillery, they all began to shout, hallelujah, our prayers have been answered. At that time, the atheist owner was very disturbed because, of the, distillery. <laughs> because the distillery had burned up. So he was very, very disturbed. Mm-hmm. And um, so what he did was he went to go file claims in his insurance claims so that he could rebuild his distillery but the insurance company, of course, was working with the church, so they refused to pay him. They did not want to pray and pay them. And the first thing they said was, we have nothing to do with that's the act of God. Mm-hmm. And then after some thought, after some thought, the atheists began to say, you know what? I need to go through the two churches. Because the two churches began to pray, and their God was the one that, that, uh, that burned down my distillery. So what ended up happening was, he sued the two churches. Hmm. and they basically contended and they basically contended that they had conspired and, and this was the claim that he put he went to the judge and so, <laughs> he went to the judge and so the judge said listen it was the two churches that came together and they prayed and it was they went, they prayed that my distillery burned up so their God burned down my distillery and so I, I think that they should pay for the damages when the case came to court the church was all responsibility for burning up the distillery hmm. They denied responsibility for praying. They decide. They, they they said, "Listen, all you know, we just prayed, but we had nothing to do with this man distillery for, for burning down." The judge immediately began to stop. The judge said, "Wait a minute! This is a perplexing and crazy situation." The judge says, "This is a situation that we have here." He says, "We have a atheist owner who believes in prayer, and two churches who deny prayer." We're looking just at that specific illustration alone. Mm-hmm. When we look, and when we look at our own lives, as born again believers, just as we're in ending this sermon series, I hope that we are that we have learned, or all the listeners have taken in, you know, the belief, in and and you know, to the point where we become a people of prayer. Well, we've been fully persuaded that would be a people of prayer, a people to believe in prayer, and people that practice prayer and take responsibility of our prayers as we're looking at the model prayer? Jesus teaching his disciples. The disciples came to Jesus and said, Lord, teach us to pray. And the Lord said, and then <clears throat> the Lord began to teach them how to pray. What were they really saying? The same thing as our title, is our topic that we've been dealing with. Lord, teach me how to pray because I don't know how to pray. Last week, of course, as we were talking about on our subject, Lord, teach me how to pray because I don't know what to pray. We went through several points talking about how that we should approach God when we're praying. How we should um, approach the throne of grace. One of the things we talked about is that basically we should show reverence to God. We talked about that when we come to God the Father, we shouldn't come with a whole larger list of issues or, or just coming to God, you know, just say, hey, God, I want you Lord, to do this for me because I deserve for you to do this. You all know the the, the saying that many of us as church folk have. We have that, if anybody makes it, surely I will. You know, I'm deserving, you know, to have, you know, you move for me, God, because God, you know, I'm saved by grace. You know, we all have sinned to come short of the glory of God. So basically I can do what I want to. But then at the same time, God, Lord, Lord, it's really, Lord, your duty, even though I have sinned, Lord, to come back, Lord, and to forgive me of my sin. Many times instead of saying, holy is your name and hallowed be thy name, which identifies and conveys the holiness of God, many of us, we start again by, you know, just saying, Lord, hey, God, I got all these problems, Lord. That's all that matters. God, you need to listen to what I have to say. And then a lot of us, what we do is when we're finished, we just get up off our knees or we, you know, stop praying, don't want to hear what God has to say, then we move on with life. And we're just like, okay, God, you know, it's all about Lord. You know, you hear hearing me, me not hearing you. This is where many of us, we err, even, in, even in, our only, in our daily lives. We find ourselves um, not knowing the definition of what a conversation is. A conversation is when two people are actually talking or two or more people are talking, meaning that one person begins to take the place of the speaker and one begins to talk while the others listen. listening. Mm. Then the person that is speaking stops talking and gives the other people that are somewhere in the group an opportunity in order to talk. And that is the behavior and that is the sequence that continues to, uh, that, that is conveyed in a conversation. Can you imagine that? Basically, if you're in church and um and we're just going to use church for an example, um, and the preacher's preaching, and then all of a sudden, you know, somebody says, "You know what? I get, preach. I got something I got to say. I got something I want to say." in the, you know, in the midst of your sermon. Yes. Now I don't know about you. Now I don't know about me. I don't know about any of you, but I know that you know it would really shock me. And according to um according to the Word of God. Paul begins to call that basically disrespect. This is one of the things that he had, uh, he was dealing with with the Corinthian church. See, many people, they get that scripture, you know, messed up. And, and I know I'm, I am about to touch something very, very, <clears throat> you know, very, very sensitive, but it's okay. You'll be all right in the morning. <laughs> Whenever um, it was having to deal with women in the church. And many people, and Paul began to tell, you know, the women were basically the custom tradition is says that, Basically, the women were basically in the midst of service, and the preacher was preaching, and while the preacher was preaching, mm-hmm. basically, or giving the information <laughs> to their congregation, the congregation, the women began to yell across, um, began to yell across the uh, the other side of the church. Mm-hmm. Now, let me help you understand the setup here. Women sat back in the customary church days, um, or back in the biblical days, though. They the women sat on one side, the men sat on the other side. So that meant that when they were not together. So that was the reason why whenever the preacher would begin to preach and then the women did not understand something. So the women would begin to yell across, you know, begin to cross, yell across uh, the aisle and begin to talk to their husbands, trying to get an answer because they didn't understand. That was the reason why Paul began to tell them that basically, you know, he wanted the women to be silent. Basically, women, ask your husbands at home. Walking so That and- scripture and that, and, and that page, passage does not have anything to do with women not preaching
0: come on come on apostle
1: that has nothing to do with women not preaching it was all paul's attempt to get things in
0: order paul wanted to get everything in order because he did not want any confusion. yes sir
1: okay and there's so many people they've taken that whole text out of context so many and they've built all they've the whole denominations on it and they'll say women cannot preach. I haven't found that out of all my years of preaching, out of all my years of, of um, going to seminary, out of all my years of studying God's Word, I have not ever found it where it says that a woman should not carry the Word of God. If we go back to Jesus, um, Jesus in the tomb, who was, who was the first person? Who were the first person, people in order to tell the people that Jesus risen? The men were somewhere hiding. It was the women. It was the women. So getting off that, moving on. So what we need to understand here is that God has an order of how he handles things. God has an order of how he deals with things. So again, when it comes to dealing with God, we must show reverence. We must show respect. We must begin to... uh, how you know recognize what hollow be thy name thy kingdom come on earth okay. thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven means we need to understand who we're talking to so we're not so when we're talking to jesus we are we're talking to god we ain't talking to our best friend that you know that we can slap up you know we can go slap on the back like that now don't get me wrong he's a friend that's closer than a brother but he is not that type of friend that basically you can look at your friends see, see as friends we can look at our friends and then we, we can look at one of people I'm the God like that. We treat God with respect. My God. So the time, often and see. So basically, you know, I don't know about anyone else, but the offends me when I see these movies, you know, where they see you know Jesus running around and you know, and Jesus throwing dirt balls and Jesus throwing, you know, kicking water at the people and all this other stuff. I mean, I'm, I'm not saying Jesus never sense the humor. I'm not saying God in the flesh never sense the humor. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying I'm not even saying God never says the humor. But what I am saying, there's a way that we come at God. Yes. We what he's about. This is the reason why a lot of the, that's the reason why a lot of people that are unsaved will not come to Christ. Because we as a body of Christ do not reverence God like the way we should. We don't respect God like the way we should. I remember learning a song growing up in the church, and it said, If you say that I'm your shepherd, why aren't you following me? Because you recognize that they're willing on the inside of me if you realize that if you really really follow me you will not tell your sister and brother oh yeah i'll pray for you but then at the same time and, and you know you have the ill feelings and ill will against them and say oh yeah, oh, yeah i'm gonna pray for you all right i'm not going to p-r-a-y for you but i'm going to pre p-r-e-y on you oh i'm going to pray on you I'm going to pray on you. I'm going to get uh, get you in a vulnerable position where you need me or where you need something, and I'm going to take advantage of you. As people of God, we're not supposed to do that. Yes. Many people don't understand that. And, and, and many people don't understand the, the concept that when scripture says my anointing will do my prophets no harm. Listen, let's just make this let, 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 let me just go ahead and bring some light to this. Anyone that has the spirit of God on the, on the inside of them is God's property. It's the anointing of God on the inside of them.
2: Yeah.
0: Thank you, God.
1: If they've been saved by grace, God's prophet. Mm-hmm. Let me take it a step further. Even if they are, even if they are not saved at this moment and you see the calling of God in their lives, you better leave them alone. And that's what we have to realize. We have to understand. When we reverence God's people, we reverence humanity, check this out. Let me take it a step further. When we reverence the things of God, check this out. Psalms 24 and 1, the earth is the Lord, the food is there, and all that the world there is. When you show respect to other men and uh, and, and all mankind in the sea, you are giving glory and honor to God. You are reverencing God. Come on. Let's take it. A, come on. I'm about to walk this a little further, and some will get mad with me. Walk in with, and apostle. With, with our finances. When we misuse our finance, we disrespect God. Because it is God that gives us the power to get wealth. He gives us the power to get wealth. So basically, when we, when God has blessed us with the finances to pay certain bills and to take care of certain things, but we decide we want to get sidetracked and put our finance, those finances, those funds in other places, guess what? Jesus. We're disrespecting God. Because God has provided us w- with what we need. This is the reason why it's very disrespectful to even come to God after God, you know, come to God and say, God, I want this, I want that, I want that. This yes, God will supply your needs, and he'll also supply your wants. But if God can't trust you, would trust you with in order to uh with what he's giving you to supply that we supplied you with the pay and take care of your needs, then therefore he's definitely not gonna give you home. Many of us body of Christ would call bad financial managers. That's why we cannot get any further than where we are.
0: Teach us apostle.
1: Many of us we rely on the scripture and I mean we go around shouting the church in the church and honor screaming. We have these long uh these long lengthy Fifty-part sermons and talking about you know wealth and finances, and we have all and 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 and, and, and our financial workshops and all this stuff in the church. And the reason why a lot of times the church cannot get up is because the church don't realize that when Scripture said the wealth of the wicked is laid up for the righteous, the righteous have to be in a the disposition. They got to be in the right place in order okay. to receive.
0: Come on, come on, come on in there.
1: Here we go. If we're not reverencing God, guess what? We can forget all about the next one. To release, hey, God. we can stop expecting for God to release things into our lives and release these great miracles and blessings into our lives. In order, you know, you know, we can forget all about that. Now, I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that. Basically, you know, and, and I'm and I'm, I'm about to touch the very another little touch touchy subject. I'm not saying that if some of us have um, misused our health. In other words, God has given us good health and strength, and He wants us to take care of our bodies. He wants to do certain things. Mm-hmm. God wants our bodies to deteriorate naturally. Mm-hmm. He does not want us to force do the do things that force our bodies to deteriorate. Does this make any sense? In other words, we say a lot of us we use the cliche, "God won't put no more on us than we able to bear." You're absolutely right but we put more on ourselves than we're able to bear. Mm-hmm. Walking we in a put more on ourselves. And then we look back at God and we say, well, look, God, you know, this that discernment. God is like, yeah, but I made the crooked way straight. Mm-hmm. Someone, someone might say, well, I didn't have a good, well, you know, well, you know, I've been, you know, this happened to me, you know, and I did what I had to do, what I had to do. God understands all that. But the question is, when, when, when God restored you, when God restored your physical health, that was mean that, that means that rather it was to surgery, men te- uh, uh, man's technology mm-hmm. or whatnot. <laughs> and God used that to restore your health or or to you know or uh, God used modifications in order to you know in order to help you to, to get around. The question is, what are you doing with that? What are you doing with that? Do you not know I know some I know some people right now and I actually had met them in my life because they were more of a curse than the world blessing. I knew, I know some people right now. I well, I know some people right now that they're in a food they are in the wheelchair and they still commit adultery on the south. Jesus God has given some some an opportunity to the pastor again. Hey. And what is end up happening is they did wrong the first time. God gave them a second chance. Then they turn around and now they're abusing the second chance.
0: oh
1: So it's like what we have to understand here is that we have to reverence God. And when we reverence God, we can appreciate the release whenever He gives up The reason why many of us have not received the release of God, in other words in a nutshell is that because we do not uh, we don't know how to handle it. we can say all day long you know oh God's going to make me a millionaire God's, look, baby, God's not going to make you a millionaire if you cannot manage a minimum wage job that's it let's keep going
0: oh God.
1: while we're doing that the next thing we have to understand is that we have to, we talked about making a request. When we come to making a request to God the Father, we have to understand it's a humbling concept that God invites us to come to him. So this is the invitation. So that means that we can only come boldly before the throne of grace because God the Father is the one who gave us the boldness and gave us the authority in order to come. So he's given us permission. If we go back to the biblical times and the ancient times, that basically, if we, if a person just walked up to a king, they would automatically be slaughtered. You could not just walk up to a king. You just couldn't just walk into the palace at any time, all willy nilly, like, yeah, you know what, hey, I belong up in there. I'm going to do what I need to do. No, you don't do that. Even in today's time, I don't know too many people that are just, if they saw Bill Gates walking on the, walking on the street, just walk up to him and say, uh, hey, Bill, what's up? Give me $500. If you do that to Bill Gates or anyone else uh, (laughs) that has money, we'll hear about you doing a little short job to a jail cell. Being escorted by two cops. Yep. So in other words, you have to, we have to respect Give reverence. We have to receive the release. And we got to make a request. We have to prepare ourselves. We can't just do things our really kneeling. The next thing, the next one that we're going to uh, start with uh, tonight, that was just a brief overview of the uh, last week. So this week, we're going to start with repentance. Verse 12. Amen. But there with repentance? Repentance is very interesting our death as we also have forgiven our death to us. Uh-oh. Let's talk about repentance just for a little bit. Let's talk about forgiveness.
0: Walk in it, Apostle.
1: Now, God, now God the Father has already provided forgiveness through us, for us through his son, Jesus Christ. If you notice, it was even before we repent, even before we asked for repentance. So basically, he did it in advance so that forgiveness would not be based off our work so in other words we didn't even know that we needed forgiveness but he had already provided the forgiveness and then he showed us what we need he gave us a law his word and showed us what we need to be forgiven for and how we committed high treason against him and transgression and then after that then he said forgiveness has already been provided Jesus is his disciples to, to ask God for forgiveness of the death. When we look at the word picture, we all should understand that death comes from a weight in our life that holds us back. It makes us a slave to our debt, or, or, or to a, death or a person that we owe. The only way to experience victory from the death of sin is to come to the one who is able to free us from that debt. When we look over First, uh, we look at St. John one and nine. It identifies if we confess our sin. That the word is, is the word of condition. If we confess our sin, so basically it's identified the First John one and nine. If we confess our sins, is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So in other words, if we're going to, um, if we're going to be forgiven, we first of all we have to look at the word here. That means that we first have to come into the knowledge that we've actually done something wrong. There's That's all it. Right now, even as we're dealing with this lesson, is do you agree or do we agree with God about the sin in our life? And then the next question is: Are we regularly, we regularly bringing our? I know it's, I know it's It's not a shouting. It's not a Keep message, but it's important. We show this, preacher, That's world, right. Okay, it we happens. can talk about a lot. Of we can talk about a lot of things, but the one, the one thing, the one of the things that bothers us as humanity, and that we have a problem with, is confessing our wrongdoing. But he says, but we, but shut up! But we love for other people to come to us and to ask us for forgiveness, though. But he said, if if we confess our sins, mm-hmm. so this identifies that we are not. Even though we're saved by God's grace, this identifies as not perfect. This means that after we got saved, we still got some stuff to deal with. He is faithful, talking about God, and just to forgive us of our sins, to cleanse us from all the righteousness. Mm. So as we continue to cleanse, <laughs> as we continue to, to give it to God, God is cleansing us. He's given us, he's given us what we need. In other words, he's freeing us up. You know that the whole scripture that some of us, some of us, we, we, you know, we love to avoid. You still the truth the truth should make you free. Mm-hmm. We can't be free if we're not willing to let it go. Uh oh. Let me tell you. Let me tell you. A lot of us we're still bound by problems from our childhood because we won't let it go. Some of us are still mad with people that are dead right now. Jesus, we don't have to do it, but it makes us feel good. It makes us feel good to have the control. Honestly, and, and let me let me say let me put it more plain. The problem is a lot of free, free control freak. If we don't have, if we don't if we do not have control, many of us will lose it. But see, as you, but when we grow in Christ Jesus and become mature in Christ Jesus, guess what? We can confess it don't even matter anymore. Because, listen, I would rather let things go that somebody has done to me. I would rather let it go so that I might be able to have the peace of God that pass all understanding that there was within my heart and my mind that is in Christ Jesus. We, we cannot receive all that God the Father through his son Jesus Christ has and all the benefits that he has if we're not willing to let those things of the past go. Some right now are listening our, have, our experience or have experienced situations whereas they're basically like, you know what? I'm not going to let this go. I must hold on to this. But I'm going to tell you like, um, I'm going to tell you like this. And don't mean no disrespect, but I mean this wholeheartedly. You can hold on to it you want to, but you better not down. Oh, my goodness. Walk in it. Because here's the thing. Here's the thing. Those things that we take pleasure in, those things that we think that we have, you know, uh, 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 that we have charge and hold on people, you know, having grudge against people, things like that, we have to understand those things are not worth eternal life. They're not worth our, our eternal life. They're not worth on all the breakthroughs and miracles that we have here on, life, uh, on earth. You know, let me tell you, that God is and so forth. Let me tell you, a lot of us, if we would just confess to the atmosphere, I let, I release that person. I release that situation. We, we would really, really be, be excited. I mean, we would really, really, God would blow our minds. God would blow our mind to the degree where we would see so many miracles of breakthrough come through. Just because of confessing and releasing that, that stuff. Let me take this stuff further. A lot of us is, is, are doing this because we've learned this behavior through what's called generational curses. We've seen our, our grandparents do it. We've seen our aunties do it. We've seen our parents do it. And here we are doing, this, doing the same exact thing. But then we're saying we're on our way to heaven. we got to repent and we got to let it go. We cannot be free until we let those things go. Yes, they hurt you. Yes, they made you mad. Yes, it was an uncomfortable situation. But would you rather be in the presence, in the comfortable presence, in the peace of God and receive and be in the wealthy place of God with a free spirit and a free heart than to hold on to those old things which don't even matter? Scripture says, vengeance is mine, said the Lord. Let's, 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 let's let God have his things. Let's let God do his thing. In other words, let's get out of God's business and let God do, do what he said it would The reason why many God can't fight for me is because we do this to fight for ourselves. And we have many that sit up in the church. Rolling eyes with folks, mad with folks, For whatever reason. See, I want to be honest with you. One, I refuse to miss all heaven just because of a disagreement.
0: I have two ways I can
1: handle it. I have two ways I can handle the situation. I can go to you, like the scripture says, and talk to you about it. If you don't want to talk about it, then I go back and get two more other people. (laughs) And I'm not talking about two people that's going to agree with me. We're going to get two people, you know, and we go going official and we have the situation. If you don't want to receive it, don't even worry about it. I'm about to step away. I'm going I'm to let it go. And I'm going to tell you anything. Forgive me for what I've done. My brother, my sister, they don't I'm done. I'm not messing with them So That means I'm going home and I'm getting ready to lay down real good. I'm getting ready to speak. And look, I ain't going to miss. Look, I ain't going to miss. You know, I'm not going to miss any sleep whatsoever. And I mean, I'm going to, I'm going to have, I'm going to get into that good sleep. I'm going to shift that third year. and I'm getting ready to turn over and I'm going to sleep so good that saliva going to be coming out the side of my mouth. Excuse me for being little <laughs> That's how good I'm going to sleep. Oh, Jesus. Because of the simple fact, I've given all of that to God.
2: My I God. I'm not
1: going to walk around and miss out on my breakthrough just because we had a disagreement and you want to hold on to it now this is what i'm not going to do mm-hmm. if you are if you have hurt me i don't mind sticking to you but what i'm not going to do is i'm not going to let you keep coming back to hurt me that's what i'm not going
0: to do my god
1: just because, because that is your definition of forgiveness mm-hmm. because see the problem is with forgiveness a lot of people with aka so-called our personal forgiveness or our definition of forgiveness a lot of us We've been duped into believing, oh, yeah, well, you know, if you don't talk to the person, you don't forgive them. That's a lot like of my devil's ill. I can forgive you, walk away from you, and guess what? keep it moving. Shit. I do not have to sit out know, and, and have lunch with you. I just don't. I don't have to do it. Wow. I just, and listen, and I can still love you with the love of Christ. I'm going to love you. And in fact, you better thank God that I value heaven so much that I want to love you. So I won't miss out on heaven. Come on, I'm not the only one. Some, some of you are here, you know, y'all feel the same way. Walk there's in it right awesome. Now people, there's some people in your family right now, there's some, some ex-friends right now, and you that family that doing you so, I mean, so dirty and so wrong, that, mm-hmm. it, that, that, is, it, that if it if would not cause you to mess out on heaven, Mm. You would do some bad stuff to that person.
0: Oh Jesus!
1: I don't have time. See, see, I'm real about mine. I don't have time for those self-righteous folks. I tell it the way it is because it's right, right. Amen. So we have to understand that <clears> once <throat> the person has experienced the forgiveness of sin through the gift of God's grace, our responses of passion on to others. In other words, we teach other people we to teach other people about the forgiveness. The problem is, many of us are advised because we refuse to forgive another person and forgiving people forgive others as well. So when we learn to forgive others, then, honestly, we can really, really forgive ourselves.
2: That's right. The problem
1: is, it's hard to forgive ourselves and others. Some of us just don't want, and some of us have our own personal, again, another personal version of forgiveness is that, you know, basically, I know what you did, but guess what? I ain't going to forgive you, Steve. Wow. I forgive you, but I'm not going to forget. What satisfaction is that? Let's move on. The next thing, when it comes to prayer, is we need to be in alignment. Getting in alignment. Oh, my God look at verse 13, it tells us, and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. Getting in alignment. <laughs> For many that have cars, one of the things that we are, our personal, you know, uh, modes of transportation, or we even ride transportation, or or we use other transportation, you know, to get from point A to point B. One of the things you have to understand is that, and every, on every vehicle, there must be what is called a front end alignment. The front end alignment, and you can tell when a car needs a, or a vehicle needs a front end alignment because the tires will begin to wear down on uh, on the on the on the vehicle. If you ever take it to this, I mean, and all of a sudden, and uh, not only that, but just the way you can really tell is that if you're driving the vehicle, the vehicle will begin to pull from you know from off the steady course. It'll just pull either to the left or to the right. In order to get that you fixed, you must take it to the mechanic shop and you must get, the, get that work done. You must allow that to be worked on by the experienced mechanic so that the mechanic Right. My says coming order to let you know you're doing what's wrong. You need to get up a will.
2: That's right. It's
1: basically, so what we're saying here is that God won't lead us into sin or temptation because this is totally against his will and this is totally against what the Bible teaches. It is very important, my sisters and brothers, that the Christians, we as Christians, acknowledge the battle of temptation and take precautions through prayer. The reason why many of us fall into so many temptations is because we're not praying. We're mm-hmm. not focusing on God. We're not allowing ourselves to reverence God. We're not uh, allowing ourselves to step into the release of God. We can't receive a release until we start reverencing God. But yet we're making all these requests to God, but then we but then we forget all about the reverence part. And then many of us, we don't, you know, we don't know, we, we don't know. We can't, We don't even know the last time we repented. The word repentance honestly means to make a mind change in the language. Amen. And when a mind change has been made, that means that that means you step away from it. You repent from it, or you confess it. Step away from it. Don't and do not go back and revisit the sin. The problem is, many we revisit the sin more than we do revisiting, and more than we do when it comes to revisiting. Mm-hmm. revisiting you know, the throne of God in order to repent. When we begin to repent and we uh, get into the will of God, then a realignment is going to take place. Many of our lives, again, are not in, a, in realignment, are not in alignment with God because we're too busy, you know, and, and, and you know, to each his own. We're too busy looking for those sermons that, you know, that, uh, that appease our flesh and don't convict our soul.
0: There you go. There you go.
1: That is the problem. You know, we want to hear about the next prophecy that says blessings. We want to hear the next prophecy, prophecy that says miracles. I mean, it was, we want to hear, you know, what we want to hear. You know, what, what, what makes us feel real good. But the question is, at the end of the day, is what you're hearing, one, is it pleasing God, and two, does it really make you feel good? Because here's the thing. Anybody can prop Anybody can tell you exactly what you want to hear, and guess what? They take all your money mm-hmm. and go on, and you're still sitting there looking like, "Okay, I thought this breakthrough was going to is going to come through." And let me tell you, the response they're going to give you when you go back through. Well, it was because of your faith—the reason why you didn't believe. So yeah. that's what they'll tell you. I remember <clears throat> uh, going to revival, and there was an uh, older lady. She was a widow she was believing god for a healing so what ended up happening was the preacher got up i mean you know all grammar and all spain you know he was looking and yeah you know you know the lord's gonna move and you know he's gonna move for you and she was walking with a walker so he called her up he said ma'am he said if you sold a six thousand dollar seat and sue my ministry god is going to use you well, this woman has been honestly, she the reason why she was in a walker, when we're using a walker was because she got into seven uh seven or eight car accidents. Husband had died mm-hmm. and you know, people people, you know, in the community knew. Well, this man had already I mean, he already did all his homework, he knew about this woman, he knew this woman, you know, she had a little money. So he was he she was one of the first people who went to. This woman sold into this man's ministry. Mm. Do you not know that woman still, that woman died. Jesus. Still walking with that woman. When that woman, when that woman went back to that man in another city, before she died, and she said, Preacher, I didn't receive my breakthrough. What happened? Oh, sister, he said, it's because of your lack of faith. <laughs> That's what he told her. I'm not saying that you know we don't need to have faith. I'm not saying that, but what I am saying is that use the spirit of deserving It's very important. One thing about prophecy: God is going to speak to you, and He's going to allow someone else to confirm. You. That's it. That is the reason why we have to be very, very important. My God, my very, God. very in tune with God. The problem is, the body of Christ now the church is a the raising of latchkey kids, the raising of children that that are depend. I just do whatever the pastor says. Whatever pastor say, I, I I do it. And I'm not saying there's nothing wrong with obeying your leader. But what I am saying is that you need to use the spirit of discernment.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Come on.
1: Your leader needs you to pray for them. That's it. We have to pray for our leaders so that our leaders will continue to follow Christ. Because my motto was this. I'll follow you as long as you follow Christ. When you start following Christ, then I'm going to start following you. And I continue to pray for you. In closing, Jesus closes his prayer lesson with the declaration, For yours is the kingdom, or thine is the kingdom, and the power and the glory. Amen. The thing we have to understand that our prayer should end the same way our prayer starts. Praising God. Regardless of how the prayer is answered, a mature believer knows the foundation of prayer is the greatness, greatness of God and the surrender to his. So, in other words, the people of God, we should allow ourselves to know what it takes in order to get a prayer through.
0: That's right. My God.
1: There's nothing wrong wrong with entering into the next, um, you know, having very fancy titles when it comes to, you know, uh, sermons and sermon series and things like like that. There's nothing wrong with that. But one of the problems about that is, is that many are not getting taught anything many people they neglect the basics in other words they want to run to the dessert but forget all about eating solid food spiritually spiritually if you spiritually if we continue to eat dessert and we do not eat um natural food or food that is going to that's actually going to benefit us and that's going to help us to grow it breaks our bodies down spiritually and we find we will find ourselves lost we find ourselves deceived scripture tells us the thief coming not before to steal to kill and destroy mm. but i love the way that jesus counteracts that he says but watch watch this i come that, they, that you might have life and have it more abundantly yes in order to have the abundant life the relationship must not only be with christ jesus but it uh but it almost be but it also needs to be nourished. The reason why many of us are spiritually sick is because we run away from the basement.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: We're like, oh no, I don't want really to get that. That's what they repent, man. You better stop my face. Something wrong with him or her. And we start, start, start looking at them cockeyed. What we, I mean, it's like, what do you think would happen when the prophecy would come forth and the prophecy that comes forth says, you need to get your house in order versus you're going to get a new car you gonna get a new home mm-hmm. this year is your year this year is your year watch this as long as you live in the christ jesus every year is your year my god as long as you're obeying god every year mm-hmm. is your year every day is your day yes and that's what we need to realize we need to Stop, as the people of God, we need to stop following for the hype. Stop falling for the hype. There are so many charlatans that are out there that all they want to do is they want you to be following. They want to take what you have. They want to use it. They guess what? And tell you decide, you need to go by real quick because first time you can't throw into the ministry. Oh, they're gone. You won't ever ever hear from them again. Amen. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you, God, for all that you've done. We thank you, Lord, for this word that you have uh, made available, Lord, for your people. Now, Father God, I'm asking you, Lord just to touch the heart, Lord, of everyone that's present, Lord. You know all about, Lord, the situations, Lord. God, I'm asking you, Lord, to teach us, oh God, to be wise, wise builders, Lord. Oh, God, and not foolish builders, oh, God. Teach us, Lord, to build, Lord, on solid, Lord, on a solid foundation, which is the son, Jesus, Lord, and not, Lord, on temporary things, Lord. Teach us, oh, God, how to pray with what God has for. Teach us, oh, God, to bear fruit that are meant for repentance, God. Teach us, Lord, that when the storm comes in life, that, Father, we'll be able to run back to you, Father, because, God, you are, Lord, our eternal foundation, Lord. Mm. Oh, Father, God. Teach us, God, to bear fruit that are meet for repentance so that, Lord, when we say before you, Lord, we will not be like them. Oh, that, Lord, you your son, Jesus, will not say, oh, Lord, that, that uh, Lord, Lord, when we said, Lord, that He, that many, that we will not be like them that say, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied your name? And, Lord, have we not tried to cast out demons and perform many miracles? And then, Lord, your son, Jesus, turned around and looked back at us, Lord, and said, I never knew you. Depart from me, you wicked and evildoers. Yeah. Oh, God, teach us, oh, God, oh, God, to walk, Lord, in the anointing of oh God that, Lord, you have given, that you provided for us, God. And, God, I'm asking you to heal us, God, where the healing is being needed, Lord. Provide the healing, God, and teach us, God, to release and let go the things, Lord, no, that are hindering our breakthroughs, Lord. Heal us, God. Teach us, Lord, to let it go, Lord, and, Lord, to take an exchange, Lord, for the healing, God, in which you have for us. Lord, we thank you, Lord, and we praise you and we glorify you. For, Lord, we realize that, Lord, that all we need to do, Lord, is that Lord, it's just not, Lord, seek and we shall find not the door should go, but asking it should be given unto thee. Oh Father, we know that God, you will give it to us, oh God. Press our shame together and run it over, oh God. Will you give for us, give unto us Lord, the treasures of the kingdom of heaven? Father, we thank you, we bless you, we praise you, Lord. And your son, Jesus, and we pray, and all God's people said amen. Amen.
0: Amen. 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 We thank God for tuning in tonight. Uh, tonight to Monday Night Fire. Amen. At uh, at seven thirty. Amen. With uh, the firehouse. Amen. Apostle Doctor. Amen. Robert Peterson and on tonight. And we thank God for what He is doing uh, in the season. And uh, Apostle, that was a very profound word man a profound word amen and sometimes we need to really learn how to go back to the basics like you said the biblical basis uh, of how to to uh to to build our relationship even to rebuild our relationship with god uh to have a relationship rather than having any uh being religious uh and, and we spend a lot of time as leaders uh like you said uh a lot of times being religious and not having a relationship you know so therefore it it it, it lacks intimacy second it lacks intimacy it lacks a lot of things that uh we as a church are lacking uh and definitely you're falling back in, in a complete alignment uh some people are not willing to take that rebuke you know you say you love me but you don't want to take the rebuke right you say you, you you'll take a bullet from me but you don't want to take the rebuke uh, you said that, you know, that you would lay down your life for me, but you won't take the rebuke. You, like you said, you want to do what you want to do. Uh, and we, like you said, we have to, we definitely have to be careful with people who run around with reprobate minds. Um, and, and this time, um, and like you said, be careful who, who was attached themselves to you because you know what the, the problem with the church uh, it's a lot of uh, spiritual soul tides that are taking place. second um uh, between uh, the different people and binding a spiritual bondage, that, and they don't realize that's acting in the uh, spirit of divination when there's a spiritual soul tie. You know, and like you said, we don't want to get to the point that we we uh, we are wrapped up in it. You know, wrapped up in it. But I really enjoyed that word tonight, Apostle. That was powerful. God bless you. Amen. God bless you as <laughs> well. Amen. I see Pastor Goffin on there. God bless you, man of God.
1: God bless you, Apostle. Amen. Amen, Apostle. That was a powerful word on tonight. I really appreciate it. And I, I took it all in. And I am going to fly even the more. So I just yes, thank sir. God for so Yes, sir. Thank you, sir. You're welcome
0: amen all right guys everybody tune in every monday night every monday night don't forget amen don't forget to touch that number touch that dial dial that number dial the 516 number uh 387-1425 amen tune in throughout the week amen to sow a seed amen to buy faith and lift this church uh there's a cash app that's flashing across the screen dollar sign souls matter amen Definitely, Amen. Connect with the ministry, Amen. Throughout the week, Amen. God has given us the uh, uh, the uh, the power, Amen. So we can continue to spread the gospel throughout the nation and whatever it else to do. The best thing to do is to work together in the kingdom uh, as a unit, Amen. And God has created uh, uniquely made us different in the uh, in intricate uh, of the part of the DNA, Amen. But at the same time, God is releasing that power and that word every single every single segment amen so we thank god amen for you god bless you apostle amen for for taking taking this assignment amen i'm telling you you are really amen releasing some things amen through the atmosphere through the stratosphere Uh, people are listening amen all over the world and we are greatly appreciate you amen god bless you on tonight
1: Amen. God bless everyone. And God bless you as well. And bless, God bless everyone that has joined.
0: Amen. Being Be in business, business. business. God bless you. We've you. so done so much, much money. Out of the growth got out of this ministry.
1: Talk talk Radio. Goodbye.